0: true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode. It's Christine Jewell, and today I want to talk about the battles we fight, the warrior within, like really asking ourselves some raw, real questions about, what are we fighting for anyways? Do we Are we clear in our lives? Do we have this depth of conviction and fire about things? Or are we just passive, going through the motions? Or maybe we're finding ourselves constantly fighting battles, right? Um, of a big believer in the warrior within the you know the my brand is warriors of the heart living an untamed life everything i'm about is about harnessing embracing appreciating the the warrior spirit within which is part of our god-given design right it's one of our identities in you know in christ in god it's one of our identities is this ability to have this fire that can mobilize us, basically, right? It mobilizes us to do, to act, to move forward, to create, to build. And so we can be warriors that are fighting constant battles and not ever feeling like we're getting ahead, um, or we can be warriors that are clear and we know what we're fighting for. So I want to start by saying this. When we lose our reason to fight, we begin to lose the fights and ultimately we lose the battles that matter when we lose our reason to fight to fight for something valuable real rich deep meaningful we begin to lose all of the fights in our lives right and i believe that you know you can look at this as like oh my gosh i don't want to fight but really You know, fighting doesn't have to be like hand-to-hand, like combat and where everything feels hard, but I really do believe that, yes, life is this amazing playground, and also it's this place of, you know, fighting for something meaningful, living for something meaningful. Today I'm coming at you with some hard truths based on many of the conversations I've had with men, with women, with couples. I coach and work with a lot of couples, and a lot of these— things that I share. Also, I mean, I wouldn't be here unless I had lived through this myself, right? I'm living it every day. And many couples, many of these men feel like they are losing battles. They're losing battles at home, right? It's like, no matter what I do, I can't seem to win. Inside my marriage, I cannot seem to please her. I cannot seem to get the marriage where I want it to be. I feel like I'm losing battles with my kids. My kids are maybe distant. They're not interested. They're uninterested. They don't want to hang out with me. Or there's talk back. There's not the level of respect I want. You know, there's there's battles at work within their executive teams, you know, teams battling each other, people battling each other their health, their body battling them, and they're beginning to feel defeated, weak, lost, looking to regain. They're like, what happened to the strength, to the stamina, to the direction, the the power that I once felt, the empowerment, empowerment, the equipping that I once felt and had? And they're starting to m- maybe feel doubtful, uncertain about you know their position, their place, where they're being led. Are they even leading? Okay. <laughs> leading people forward in the right way. So here's some questions that I pose to them. And today I pose these same questions to you and they're really worth noting. So, you know, mark this, come back to this, write this down. But number one is, are you clear on what you are fighting for in this season of life? At this stage of the game, because I gotta be honest, you know, like we know that as we move through life, what I was fighting for when I was 16 was a lot of attention and affection, and right, what I was fighting for in my 20s, what I was fighting for in my 30s, and I'm not saying just decades, I'm kind of going that way, we'll go with decades, but you know, what I was fighting for in different seasons of life when my babies were young versus now when they're moving from. Teens, you know, really blooming as women and men, young women, young men. You know, the fight is different, right? The focus is different. In my business, where I'm at today, the work I'm doing with my clients is really deep, spiritual heart work. The battle is different today, right? It is not the same stuff that was showing up 10 years ago when I was working with clients in my holistic health facility. So what are you—are you clear on what you're fighting for, in this season, in this season of our life. And I want to say, like, a lot of, you know, I was on the call yesterday with some ladies, and they're like, I've literally never asked myself this question. And we have been just going through the motions sometimes for a long time, or maybe you're fighting a battle that's not yours anymore, or it's the wrong season for it, right? Does the battle that you're fighting, do these things give you strength? Do they build you? Do they, you know, ignite the fire within? Or are you constantly walking away feeling like all of your strength is siphoned away? Because we gotta begin to open our eyes and recognize, Am I fighting the right battles, right? The second thing, I just asked you two questions there, but the next one is what are you wasting? Where are you wasting your time, your energy, your resources, your precious life force? Where are you wasting your warrior spirit fighting over all the wrong things, fighting the wrong battles, right? There's a couple things that kill us, and fighting the wrong battles <laughs> is definitely one thing that will kill any marriage, any relationship between parent and child, each other, kill a, a, a team, staff, a, the culp- a culture of a company when we are nitpicking and you know not focused on the true mission. The overall mission, the direction that we're going. So, where is there a waste? Um, I was on a call yesterday and I asked, I asked this question often: like, how much of your bandwidth? What percentage of your energy, your focus, your mental bandwidth, your physical bandwidth is going towards fighting the wrong battles, fighting battles that are not necessarily the right ones. And the number is staggering. Most people tell me it's somewhere between 80 to 90 something percent. It's a huge amount of energy. So one of the challenges I always invite my clients and myself into is how can I take it down so I'm not pouring so much of my energy. I really don't want to be wasting any of my energy into the things that don't matter, right? The third one is is the mission at hand? And by the way, every single one of you listening right now, whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you are running, you're the CEO of a multi, multi-million dollar company with hundreds, thousands of people on staff, we all have a mission at hand. Are you clear on what it is? And is it igniting a fire within your heart or you keep reacting to all of the fires outside of you, all of the external fires? Oh my gosh, there's a fire I have to put out over there. There's another fire over here, another fire. And no matter where you are, it seems like you are always putting out fires outside of you, reacting to fires outside of you, rather than being fueled from the fire, the furnace, right, within. The heat, the fire that invites, the fire that provides clarity, the fire of the spirit that comes alive and awakens our heart and gives our mind this incredible clarity and focus. So are you reacting to the fires around you, the fires under the ass, which ultimately are there to drain you, derail you? Again, I talked about this a lot. Or are you ignited, ignited in all of the expansive ways, the life-giving ways? Do you have a vision, a mission that ignites a fire of clarity? of passion, awakens your soul, and challenges you. And I believe that this is the heart and soul of a warrior who is living intentionally, a warrior who has unlocked the power of his heart, a warrior who has shifted his or her allegiance and is actually beginning to be aware, right, be aware of, A, the battles that are not mine to fight <laughs> versus the battles that are, you know, the season that we're in and and really where we're being led to lead others and lead ourselves. Now, where is God leading me now? And I, I you know— This is also so important. I just want to say, as a a couple, I work with a lot of couples, and it's definitely key things to ask ourselves in a relationship, but have we gotten crystal clear on our shared vision, our shared mission? And again, whether it's in an executive team, whether it's in a relationship, whether you're married or not, these are conversations that are not being had, or we're assuming That we're on the same page. We're assuming everyone's clear, but we don't actually and intentionally and consistently sit down to clarify and keep shining the light in the direction that we're going. Is this part, are these conversations part of your date nights? Are they co- conversations around the family dinner table? where we talk about, what is our vision as a family? Where are we headed as a family unit? We are here co-creating, collaborating, contributing together. Even if you're six, you have contribution <laughs> to add, right? Um, and this is so important because I think a lot of us feel isolated and alone because we think we are, you know, suppose we're doing it all for everyone, and we have this vision in our head, but we haven't let everybody else in on it, or we think we have, but if we actually sat everyone down and asked them, a lot of people don't know. They have no clue, right? And and it is a body of work that I'm consistently leaning into is like with my husband and I, are we clear on where we're headed with the kids? You know, am I, am I clear on, you know, supporting them also and clarifying... What they're focused on, what their mission is in this season of their life, what they're convicted about. So here's the hard truth. The hard truths, my loves, the hard truths are that most men and women, most people out there, are not aware enough right now. They're not awake. Their eyes have not fully been opened. They've been keeping them shut. And even if they're awake and they're aware, they're still not wanting, not ready to fully step into it because it requires responsibility. It requires showing up different, right? It requires a different level of presence and responsibility to really lean in and lead. And so most men and women are squandering this god-given attribute of the warrior woman the warrior man within and we are fighting over useless distractions when i say that we're squandering it what i mean is you can't run away from the warrior within you can hide it you cannot honor her him but if you do that you will end up buried under a pile of emotions heavy emotions because you'll just be taking on taking on taking on. So, you know, and we just pacify and we distract ourselves with busyness, busyness around the house, busyness with the kids, useless distractions, but we never actually feel the fire. And so inside their marriages, within their family dynamics, their parents, brothers, sisters, whatever at work, we keep entertaining and engaging behaviors that open open a foothold for the enemy to come in and take over the atmosphere. Right. All of a sudden, we just, we notice like, what's going on? Why is our house so chaotic? (laughs) Why is there so much drama in here all of the time? Because we keep opening gates by fighting over all the wrong things. Right. Because their reason, their reason for fighting what they're fighting for is not anchored. So what they're fighting for in the moment is what? Like attention-seeking, significance. They're fighting for their voice to be heard. They're fighting for validation. They're fighting for worth. They're fighting for, you know, proving that they're strong enough or they have what it takes and, you know, winning instead of winning together, right? One person wins, one person loses. So there's a lot of battles inside of our homes, inside of our hearts and our families because our reason— the thing we're actually fighting for is not anchored. And, you know, this is so key because ultimately it really pulls us off course. It it separates us from our power center, which is our life force, our power center, our core identity, the fire of our—that's within. And when we are separated for that, we start to feel like we don't have as much life. We don't have as much energy. Why am I so tired all the time? Why am I so drained all the time? The amount of people that I've had this conversation with, even in the last few weeks, that, you know, whether it's been other people I've met in passing or interviews I've done where people are struggling saying, man, I'm just like really— my energy, I just, I, I don't feel motivated. I don't have any fire. I don't have any juice. And they're exhausted from heading in all the wrong directions, <laughs> chasing all the wrong things, thinking that they need to be fighting for one thing when really their soul and their heart, and I believe that's God, is really calling them into something else, something deeper, something more meaningful, you know, redirection. So, you know, the truth is a lot of us are squandering this beautiful gift of the warrior within that when we channel the warrior and we refocus the warrior and we remember the strength and the mission of the warrior within we get to channel all of this beautiful life force, this creative fuel, this creative energy to really build and fortify others, to build others up, to build amazing things in our lives that are life-giving, that are expansive, right? Building an atmosphere inside our home that is peaceful and calm and understanding, building an atmosphere in our teams where there's you know, so I, I heard this the other day, decentralized decision-making, but where people feel, you know, they have been equipped and empowered to rise as leaders, not waiting for the top, which usually is bottlenecking, right? And same thing in a house, because if the kids are always waiting for mom or dad to give direction, to say yes, to say no, they're frozen, they're bottlenecked, there's no belief There's no confidence. There's no ability or equipping to say, yes, I'm going to go for this. I have permission to go and I have permission to fail. We can ask for direction. But are we empowering and equipping people to rise no matter what age they are, right? Even a six-year-old, I'm thinking we have our our six-year-old son here, right? It's like my husband and I are constantly like we guide, we hold him, but, but we also are like, come on, you've got what it takes. Like let's, you know, you can make some little decisions all within reason, right? But the hard truth is most people are lacking clear, convicting reasons to fight for. And so, like I said, their reasons then become, well, I want to feel validated. I want to feel important. I want to feel like I matter. I want to feel like I'm needed, right? I have to prove myself. I still feel, I feel weak. So I have to prove that I'm strong. I feel whatever, rejected. So I have to prove that I'm lovable or wanted. I feel unheard. So I have to yell louder to prove that my voice matter. So we're in all of this proving, we're chasing superficial things. Or sometimes we, in that needing to feel worthy, we end up saving everybody, right? We become like, we're putting so much energy, so much of our life force and our creative force into doing all the things for everyone else around us when they're perfectly equipped, perfectly Mm -hmm. capable to do it. And when we do that, we actually disempower them, right? We are telling them, you don't have what it takes. You're not strong enough. You are not equipped enough. So we got to get clear and have these convicting reasons. As a warrior, as a mother, a warrior mama, I'm here to equip my children and empower them and get them ready to go out into the world. So I want young men and women who are capable and confident in their decision-making, who are okay with struggling, with maybe getting lost and finding their own way, whether it's driving somewhere and you know, going and resourcing within themselves and resourcing outside of themselves instead of just calling, hey, I'm lost. Oh, my God, help. And oh, my gosh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. It's like, yes, you did. If you did know, if you did know, what would it be? If you knew the next step, what it would, would it be? That's one of the first questions I ask almost all of our kids is, well, if you did know, what would you what would you do next? And it's like, boom, they have the answer. But we're so quick to run in and save and tell because it makes us feel good. It makes us feel needed. It makes us feel worthy, empowered, whatever. But the reality is we're not really helping anyone. We're disempowering them. We're demasculating, emasculating a lot of the boys because we're overmothering them instead of letting them rise as men. We're still treating, you know, our teenage daughters like little girls. And meanwhile, they're out having sex. They've got their period. They're Promiscuous, they're out there ex- experiencing life, but we're treating them like they're incompetent little girls who can't make decisions. And so, you know, this is this is something that's again, it's come up a lot. So I'm like, are we equipping? Are we clear on the direction that we're going with these people? Or are we just reacting to the moment? Again, trying to put out fires, trying to save from someone from a moment of distress instead of being able to relax in the discomfort of the moment because we are clear on what we're ultimately—the battle is ultimately for. The battle is ultimately for their strength, for their clarity, right? To empower, to, to have inner freedom. The, the, the battle is ultimately for our soul to be at ease and at peace and in the midst of chaos. Not to be zenned out and blissed out on a happy island where everybody can feel blissed or in a yoga room, on a yoga mat, or, you know, around a resort pool. But are we able to achieve and find a sense of ease or peace or calm in the midst of chaos? So I just want to say that these are some things I see. The hard truth is we're squandering this beautiful archetype of the warrior within which is an essential rite of passage, right? To become a king of queen or a queen over our domain, we have to be clear on what we're fighting for. We're fighting for our marriage. We're fighting for the unity of our families. We're fighting for whatever that thing is that you value, that you hold of high value. Most people are giving the enemy an invitation and a foothold to walk right in the door. I mean, we might as well just hold the front door open and be like, yeah, come on in right? The minute somebody says something or looks at us the wrong way, we're just, we're quick to jump in. And that is literally like opening a door, opening a portal to invite confrontation that is actually not the confrontation that's required of addressing the truth at hand, right? But it's it's confrontation. It's the fight energy that's being wasted. So before they know it, there's dissent. There's dissent among the troops. There's dissent among the kids and the parents. There's there's dissent among the executive teams. There's resentment or dissatisfaction, judgment, and tensions and divisions are rising within the territory. And my loves, these are all games, all tactics, and all very strategic. So how do we turn it around? We have got to close the door. We've got to close the portals. I'm gonna throw another question at us. It's like, are we clear on what doors do we have open? What are the doors that right away throw us into these old familiar patterns? Is it engaging with useless debates and fighting over useless pieces of information because you think you know better or you think you know the truth? I, you know, I would say like, truth. D- does truth actually have to be? proven or fought over. It's like you operate from truth. You don't have to sit there and fight over it, right? Over it. You can fight for it, but you just operate from it. Most people are avoiding confrontation of the real things that matter. We're avoiding conversations that need to be had, right? We know like our marriage is volatile in the moment, in the season. There's a lot of things being unsaid. Packed away, stuffed away. There's things going on in our teams or our family, or our kids, and we avoid. We don't address. We're terrified to just go in towards the thing that, you know, we're terrified of. And that's human nature. But this is why I think we have to get clear on what are we fighting for? What is the ultimate battle for? You know, this battle is for our children's souls, the battle is for the, 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 sacredness of our marriages and our family units. The battle is over the future, the vision that God has over our lives and the children's life. It's over destinies, it's over legacies. It's over, you know, what is the ultimate thing here? And we've got to realize that all of this avoiding and hiding from ourselves, from each other, from having difficult conversations, hiding behind work, hiding behind excuses. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, there's never enough time. There's never enough time because you're doing all the wrong things. Oh, I'm so tired. Well, you're so tired because how much of your energy are you pouring into things that are not yours to carry? How much of your energy are you spending fighting battles more than once? The the first time you fight them second, third, hundredth times in your head, you're anticipating, you know, the wrath that's going to come. You're worried about what if. You're all up in your head, like, what if, what if, what if, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And you're playing it out 20 million ways. And I'm here to say, like, you're going to exhaust yourself and weaken yourself before you even go into it. So I love when John Aldridge in his book, Fathered by God, which is an amazing, amazing book. I use a lot of his work with my clients in their rite of passage. Um, you know, as we move from child to king or queen, we go through these seasons. But he says, you know, like, we have to—oh um, my gosh, I totally lost my my train of thought there—but we got to move through these different seasons, recognize where we're at, and realize that, you know, what am I hiding behind? Excuses, fears. What am I giving my energy to? What insecurities—oh, that's what I—sorry, guys. I got totally spun around there for a second. That's my train of thought. He's he's the one who said, fight your battles once, not twice, not three times. And I love that because it's something I talk about often. Is like I love when Jesus says, you know— has anyone added any time to their life by worrying more? Right, Mark Twain says, worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair and, and thinking you're going somewhere because you're moving and you're actually not going anywhere. I mean, there's so many great quotes and inspirational things that have been written about this, but we realize how useless and futile it is to sit there in anxiety and fear in worry in it, bathed in it and mulling over it without actually mobilizing it, right? So how do we know if we're losing our fight? Well, I already talked about it a lot. Ultimately, some of the big symptoms I've seen and witnessed is they've lost their fire. My loves are losing their fire, right? Our men are losing their masculine fire. They're straight. They become passive. Their potency is gone. They're afraid of their wives. They're afraid of their kids. They're afraid of upsetting someone at work. And maybe it's not those words. But, you know, the things I hear is like, I'm a people pleaser. I'm always trying to make everyone happy. I, you know, I've been checking it out on having these conversations and women, we do it too. Where's the fire, the joy, the passion for the things that, the desires that are in our hearts. You know, we've been so pouring all of our life force into, you know, giving, 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 doing, 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 we become disconnected. And we begin to question. So these are some symptoms, right? We have relationships that are losing their magnetism, their polarity. So we want to ignite fire. We want to ignite polarity. Polarity means I attract or not repel, right? There's like a sticking to it instead of just, eh, it's vanilla. It's fine. It's good. Fine is a terrible place to be. There's a difference between content. I'm content and I'm at ease. Versus like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. Because again, it's a dangerous place to be in that zone of, meh, it's fine. But can I sit there when things are calm or wherever we are? It doesn't have to be all like fireworks and everything. I can truly be at ease and fully savor the moments. Other symptoms, energy drain. We talked about that. Other symptoms, feeling scattered, feeling scattered overwhelmed, right? Whenever we're scattered and we're trying to juggle every single thing in this delusional state that we're actually on top of things, <laughs> we know that things are falling through the cracks. And so, I mean, even in this last move, you know, there's, we've moved homes. i still, my mind's thinking about the kids that are back in Canada. There's a lot of different projects rolling out, a lot of different logistical pieces still needing to drop into place in this house. And it's very easy for me sometimes to fall into that space of overwhelm and, and begin to get scattered. And I keep asking myself the question is, what is the mission at hand? What am I fighting for? What is? The, what are my reasons to stay focused and clear and redirect, redirect? What are the distractions that I'm kind of, eh? when you When we allow ourselves to get distracted, we kind of oh, go off in that way. It's like we are— it's just a game, right? It's a game we play with ourselves to make us feel like we're tr- we're moving forward. We're hiding from something. We're avoiding something, right? So redirect. Other things, again, I just said you're finding yourself chasing distractions or filling your day with them as a way to feel productive. Maybe filling your your days with social media, buying more toys. Let's just buy more stuff. Let's buy a boat. Let's buy a car. Let's buy this. Let's buy that. Maybe some people are filling their, their time, you know, dreaming about other women, busy work, picking fights, putting out reactive fires. These are all symptoms. Other symptoms is that, you know, everyone else is running your life. For you. And I'm just going to say that. Like, there's a lot of people out there where their kids are running their lives instead of the parent ruling the kingdom. The kids are ruling the kingdom, (laughs) right? The staff is ruling the CEO. The, the, it, and, and this is about like really reclaiming the territory that you have been entrusted with. Our, every single one of us has a territory, has a micro kingdom we've been entrusted with at work, in our bodies, our minds, our homes, right? What is the kingdom? What is the territory that you've been entrusted for? And is, it, is everything running wild around you? <laughs> is it time to come back and reclaim the territory and set some standards and fortify it, protect it, Right? Um, so I just want to say that and the last symptom that I had written down here is that constantly wanting in a state of wanting, like wanting from a place of lack, like, oh, I wish, I wish I could have more of this. Why don't I have this? I want, and why does everything have to be so hard for me? Right. Which is a lot of a victim consciousness. It's a lot of lack and scarcity. The list goes on. But if you're ready, you guys are ready to shift shift the game, and find our reasons to fight for something different again, here's some things that I recommend. I'm just going to take you through five quick steps, and then I'm going to wrap it up. But first of all, we have got to pull our energy back. We must retrain ourselves to pull back our energy, our life force, our focus, our attention, our intention back into our mind, into our hearts, our bodies, everywhere that it's scattered. And this is something simple. Like, I often do this where I will just declare out loud and command my energy back and also I will pull my energy back. And that can look like a lot of things. It could be like, okay, I'm effective immediately. I'm no longer doing these things for you that you're capable of doing yourself. I love you and you get to do your own laundry. I love you and you're more than capable to cook, you know, lunches for yourself. I love you and you're more than capable of doing these tasks. I don't need to keep doing them for you or micromanaging, right? where we give our energy away is when we micromanage, we're doing a bunch of stuff, or we're meditating on, fixating on how someone else is doing it. Is it getting done? Reminding people all the time. Explaining ourselves. Defending. Pull your energy back. Okay? State it clearly and let it be. Trust that others will rise to the occasion when you give them back their power, their ability their responsibility to respond, their ability to respond. That's what responsibility is. We want to equip our children to have the ability to respond. They need response <laughs> Second thing, create the space. Pull your energy back and create some space. This is essential. There is no clarity in the midst of chaos. There is no clarity unless you pull yourself back and then Get a different vantage point. You've got to get a different vantage point. What that looks like for everybody is a little bit different, but I will say for me, that's having my time in prayer. That's having my time journaling. That's my walks in nature. There's my transitionary times after work into the evening. There is space in, like, put in to my schedule into my life so that I can keep shifting my perspective back. Otherwise, when you're in the trenches and you're down there, it's re- you can only see what's right in front of you. We got to find our ways to pull ourselves up to get a different vantage point, right? The third thing here is learn to listen. Right? If we're really ready to shift the game, to start fighting for something worthwhile, we've got to begin to listen. Listen. Once you get your energy back to you, you're not scattered everywhere, and you create some space, some quiet time, you can begin to hear. You can begin to hear the voice of God speaking to you. You can begin to hear the voice of your heart. You can begin to hear your inner man, your inner woman that's maybe been whispering and now screaming at you (laughs) to you. Most of us are so disconnected from all of these that all we can hear is the external noise of the world. The external noise is so loud that we have muted our inner voice. We have been pushing away the voice of the Spirit. And a lot of people say, well, I don't hear God. I don't hear God. I'm like, that's because the volume is so turned up, and you have trained yourself to listen to everyone and everything else. We've got to retrain our ears to hear. The fourth step is when you hear, you've got to claim and acknowledge. I really believe each one of us ultimately in our heart and our soul knows what our assignment is in this season. And if you don't know, when you get quiet and you begin to listen and you stay there for a while, it will begin to be discovered. It will begin to show up. Many of us are still holding on to old assignments just because that's what's familiar, right? We are still parenting our 16-year-olds the way we parented our five-year-olds because that's what's familiar. We never moved and received a new assignment of equipping adults. We're still over-parenting, right? I'm using this parenting example a lot because it's something that's come up a lot. But when, when we're out of alignment with our mission and our calling in this season, it becomes really painful. Things become hard, frustrating. And this is why I think it's essential to keep asking ourselves the question. And once we receive the answer, we claim it. We acknowledge it. We say, yes, I receive. It's like literally you have received a piece of paper with an assignment on it. And you could choose to keep the envelope closed and be like, yeah, I I don't I don't want to open this envelope. I don't see what, I don't want to see what's inside. I don't know. Or we can open it, but once you see, you can't unsee. You've already you know what it is. So now you're either moving towards it or you're choosing to ignore it, right? Hence the avoiding, hiding, distracting bit. And There's nothing worse than having awareness and then not integrating, not implementing, in my opinion, other than being in a state of indecision, (laughs) wishy-washy, kind of wandering around, which they often go very hand-in-hand, right? Because we know we should be doing something. We know we're being directed. We know the pull is going one way, and we're totally hesitating. We're fighting, right? The last thing I want to say around this is... Once we have that clarity and we are tuning our new ears in and our new eyes and we have received the new level of awareness, the new calling over our hearts, we have got to protect that fiercely. If you know that the fight is for your marriage right now, if you know the fight is for your teenage son, your teenage daughter, if you know the fight is for the stability of your home or the the future vision of the company that you have been entrusted with, whatever it is, you've got to fix your gaze on what matters most and establish a fortress around it. And I think I'm gonna do a follow-up podcast on establishing a fortress, fortifying. How do we fortify, you know, and protect fiercely? Because one of the things I say at the end of every email is here's to, you know, loving fiercely. And when I say loving fiercely, there's a sense of loyalty and deep devotion and and protection that we have over each other and over the things that matter most. Mm -hmm. So what that looks like real briefly is what structure do we get to have in place? What type, you know, maybe there are channels or time blocks, or I I like to say the structure for us to focus on these things. If the battle's for your marriage— if the fight is for your marriage, for the sacredness of your union, because the canyon's gotten big, we've got to protect. Where are we, you know, giving our central energy away by daydreaming about others or <laughs> for our future wife or future husband or avoiding each other in the evening instead of creating and being intentional to create the space every day to connect, being intentional about leaning in to create the space for conversations and really honoring what's coming up for each other, for for redirecting our mind and our thoughts when our thoughts wander outside of our relationship or whatever that is, right? I'm using some very basic examples here. But what structures are you putting in place to intentionally protect the territory of your mind, your fortress, so that you can move forward in the mission, right? That's at hand. Intention and action are key. We will not be the kings or queens over our territory if we do not master these domains of our minds, our hearts, our bodies getting clear on the mission at hand. And I really want to just invite everybody to come back to those original questions that I laid out at the beginning. What am I ultimately fighting for? Am I clear on that? If the answer is no, go back to those last five steps I just gave you. Pull your energy back. Get some clarity. Learn to listen. Start by pulling your energy back. The things that will build us up, you know, once you have this, you know, we get to begin to cultivate wisdom. Once we have this, we get to cultivate more discernment, right? It's a lot of courage and it takes a lot of faith to move forward once we have this level of awareness. And truly, this work is not for the faint of heart. That's why most people are out there going through the motions. And then all of a sudden they wake up one day and their marriage, their wife says, I'm leaving. Their husband says, I'm out of here. I'm having an affair. Their, you know, daughter- whatever is going on with our teenage kids, there's drugs, there's cutting. I mean, I've seen it all lately. You know, there's massive depression going on. There's a lot of heaviness in our world, inside our families. And I think it's time for us to really, like God is rattling us. I think these events are showing up in our lives to rattle us awake, to shake us It's a pursuit to say, are you looking? Are you awake? Are you paying attention? Or are you going to continue to be passive? Are you going to continue to fight the wrong battles? If you want to be a king or queen, that means you get to be entrusted with much. And whatever you've been entrusted with, and all of us have been entrusted with in our lives, whatever I've been entrusted with, Am I cultivating the capacity to hold it and multiply? That is the question I leave myself with. Am I, am I leave myself with? I leave you with. What have I been entrusted with? How am I really, you know, equipping others around me? How am I equipping myself to hold it and multiply? I want to thank you guys for being here. I want to thank you for being warriors at heart. Remember, you may not feel like a warrior. You may wonder where your strength is right now. You may feel the total opposite of it. You may feel defeated, tired. You might feel like you are always in war mode. (laughs) But I'm going to invite you to begin to fight different, to fight for what matters. I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek. The book I'm writing is called Warriors Fight Different. Warriors of the heart fight different. Let's go. Let's awaken the fire within. Let's redirect our gaze. Because once we get this down, it feels good to be on mission, on purpose, and have a heart of a warrior. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously, my loves. And you guys, if you are enjoying this show, please do me a favor. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Make sure you have subscribed follow, share, pass this message to other people who need to hear this. I do not invest a lot of marketing dollars in this podcast. Um, it's a lot of organic growth. I'm here to share. I'm sharing from the heart. I'm very grassroots in this movement. So you are, you know, y- your listening matters, but also your sharing matters. Your comments matter. And if you want to reach out to me, you can go to connect with Christine Jewell. And there's a couple of ways that you can connect with me directly right there. I love to hear from you. I respond to every message that comes through. And there's a couple different opportunities there to access a free training or apply for coaching and mentorship. But make sure you start by subscribing, reviewing. And if you want to go deeper in the work, go to connectwithchristinejewel.com. Until next time, much love to you all. Thank you for being here. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.